Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Or wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hi, everybody. My name is Joshua Sui. I am the sound designer and audio engineer for Boom, a serial drama podcast. And I want to talk to you about supporting Boom and Observer Pictures. The show exists because of you. And by supporting us through Patreon, that will help us to ensure that we can give you the best quality show that we can. As a patron, you'll get exclusive episodes and merchandise, discounts at the Teespring shop, peeks behind the scenes, and much more. And best of all, it starts at just $2 a month. So please visit boom.observerpictures.com and click on the Become a Member to join Patreon today. Now, here's the show. Observer Pictures presents Boom, a serial drama podcast. Written and directed by Faith McQuinn. This is episode 26, Strategy. Hello, Porter. I'm Dr. Bentham. It's lovely to meet you. Hi. Uh, you may sit on the couch here, or I can roll in a chair if you prefer. This is fine. As Porter situates himself on the black vinyl couch, he takes in Dr. Bentham's office. It's nothing like Dr. Abbott's. While hers was full of warm woods with soft leather chairs, Dr. Bentham's feels like a principal's office. The walls are painted cinder block. The floor is covered in industrial carpeting. A small, possibly fake plant sits on the floor, and the only thing on the wall is a degree in an overly ornate gold frame. I want you to be comfortable with me, so if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. I'm not going to be comfortable here, no matter how many questions I ask you. So we should just do whatever I'm required to do in these sessions. Porter, you realize why you're here? Mm-hmm. Would you mind telling me? I'm pretty sure it's right there in that folder you have. Yes, but I would prefer if you spoke to me about it. That's what we're here for, to talk. I don't see the point when it's all right there. I understand your frustration, Porter. Your situation is difficult. You know, Dr... What was it again? Bentham. Or if it would make you more comfortable, some of my patients call me Fagan. No, that wouldn't make me more comfortable, but thanks. What would make me more comfortable is if 
If I could be sitting in Dr. Abbott's office right now, I trust her. I want to talk to her. Porter, you know that's not going to happen. I know. I know. I can't sit in her office because her office is gone. And everyone seems to think that it's my fault that it's gone. But she's not gone. I understand. Please, don't tell me you understand. I recognize your frustrations. I recognize the difficulty of this situation. It's never easy opening up to someone new. Especially when I'm forced to. Yes, definitely then. And I'm sorry it has been this way. I've worked with many patients who've been working with other therapists, and I will try to make the transition as easy as possible. Please understand, Porter Court, appointed or not, I do want to help you feel better. You've used my name a lot. Is that some sort of psych 101? (laughs) Would you rather me call you something else? I don't care. As I said, I'm here to help you feel better. But I can only do half of this. You must meet me in the middle. But that's not what I'm here for. You're not here for help? Then why are you here, Porter? You need to decide if I'm crazy. Crazy is not a word I like to use in here. I need to assess your mental state. Semantics. Either way, my feelings don't matter. Why would you say your feelings don't matter? Because they don't. It doesn't matter if I'm happy or or sad or angry right now. It matters if I'll be able to make it through a trial. Do you think you'll be able to make it through a trial? I honestly don't know. You've definitely experienced some trauma in your life. (laughs) Just a little. Let's talk about how you've dealt with that. Well, I didn't go out and kill anyone, that's for damn sure. Do you feel responsible for Heather Lawson's death? Would you rather not talk about that right now? No. Well, tell me where you'd like to start. The way these sessions go are up to you. Definitely not there. That's that's a little much for the first day. Let's start with something simple, shall we? How are you feeling today? Super. Do you always deflect in uncomfortable situations? Not always. How are you feeling today, Porter? Well, Fagin, better than I was yesterday. That's good. Yep. I woke up in my own bed. I got to play video games and eat bacon. I even walked down the whole driveway and got the mail. It's nice to be back home. Yeah. Is your family here? Yeah. Have you seen them? In court. They haven't come to visit. Are you not close with them? Yes, we're, we're close. I told them I didn't want any visitors just yet. Why not? I just wanted to be alone for a while. <laughs> does your family live here? My sister does, but my parents live in Florida. Are you going to see them? Yeah, I'm sure. I just... Don't want to. Don't want to do it right now. That's fine. And I'm happy they respect that. Well, my mom cried for 20 minutes on the phone, so I don't know how much they respect that. (laughs) Uh, So, you said you played video games. What kind of games do you like? Is this a test? Are you going to tell me that liking violent games led to a violent life? No, Porter. I, I just want you to be comfortable talking to me. And if you like games... Let's talk about games. All right. Do you play? A little. 
Well, yesterday I played Shadow of the Colossus. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's a great game. It's been a while since I played it. I enjoyed The Last Guardian. Yeah, that was good. I was thinking about getting the remastered Shadow, but uh, I'm not sure if I, uh, I should spend any money on anything like that right now. Do you use video games as an escape? Sure. An escape from what? Life. I mean, I don't play every day. Never really did. A little after work sometimes. Mostly I liked being outside, hiking or biking, sometimes climbing. My work usually kept me in a room with no windows and crap lighting, so going outside was, you know, nice. Mm. Gaming is so different from taking a hike or climbing rocks, I assume. Yeah. How does it, gaming, help you escape? Uh... Do you have water or something here? Sure, I'll, uh, I'll be right back. Would you prefer we talk about something else? So when I start a game, I go in with a plan of attack, a strategy. Not just for the game, but how I'm gonna play. Like, I'm playing until I beat this thing, or playing for an hour, no matter what. And I've always stuck to that, that, uh, that goal I set. And I kind of do the same thing with life. Like, I'm gonna do this, and then this, but life is shit. And when I say I'm gonna do this, uh, not everything lets me. If I'm playing a game and something doesn't go the way I want, I, I just reset. Hmm. Are there things you want to reset in your life? Of course. Everybody wishes they could fix things. Yes, but all the things we've done, you know, the decisions we've made, have led us to this point. And if we changed them, then we wouldn't be the people we are now. But I don't want to be me now. Do you feel responsible for Heather Lawson's death? Yes. Do you think about her? No. I didn't know her, so I don't really think about her. What do you think about Porter? We were talking about video games. Yes, and that you use them to escape. I use them because they're fun. Right. And we do things that are fun to help us feel better. You're trying to make yourself feel better. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know, I just... I'm not ready to... I, I don't want you in my head. Okay. Want another water? No. <sighs> Sorry if I'm boring you. No, no, I just, I, I'm just tired. How did you sleep last night? Fine. The notes here from Dr. Abbott say you have a history of nightmares. If, if I had any last night, I, I can't remember them. Have you had any since your arrest? Maybe. Let's say you did have one or two. Are they different or is it one recurring? I don't remember. Okay. You say you have a strategy every time you start a new game. Well, this, 
you talking to me, is a new game, right? Sure. So, I assume, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that you have a strategy for these sessions. Tell me what it is. To get through it. That's it? Yeah, I want to get through this without losing my shit again. I was really doing a lot better. Before you were arrested? No, further back. Before... Uh, the panic attacks had basically stopped. I mean, I had moments, but I could manage. I hadn't had any nightmares. I was doing so good. Because of Dr. Abbott? Yes, partially her. She got me to a point where I could function again. I'm sure this is in the file or something. It is. You were having debilitating panic attacks and nightmares. You weren't sleeping. Uh, this was all due to the accident, correct? Yeah, but I'm sure you know it's not an accident, right? Do you want to talk about that? No. Okay. Going back to your strategy of just getting through this, what will get you through today? I don't know. You said that Dr. Abbott was partially responsible for you getting better. Who else helped? Myra. Myra is your fiancé. Yeah, well, she was. That's definitely for another day, but yeah, she's a big part of why I was better. She's the reason I have to be better. I can see that. Your entire body just relaxed a little when you mentioned her. She's always done that. Pretty much from the moment I met her, I, I spilled beer on her, and then she ended up staying at our cabin. <laughs> I was not in a great place then, but she was definitely a force, a good one. I couldn't ignore her, even though I kinda tried. Have you spoken to her since you've been home? No. Do you plan on speaking to her? I... I'm not sure. You said she was your fiancé? I also said that was for another day. Okay. Uh, will you tell me more about her? She's... God, this sounds so stupid, but... But she's perfect. I'm obviously a little biased, but I really can't think of anything I don't like about her. That's probably not a good thing, but... She's a songwriter and an amazing singer. She actually opened for a show at the listening room. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's a climber, too. Well, she prefers bouldering. Wait, uh, please explain the difference. I don't know what bouldering is. Oh, uh, um, well, bouldering is closer to the ground, usually only 10 to 15 feet or so. No ropes, just you and the rocks. You really have to look at the rock and figure out the best way to get to the top. So climbing is higher and usually with gear. The gear depends on the climb. And you prefer climbing? Yeah, trad climbing usually. That means I use ropes and cams. When we climb together, we usually just do top rope. Like I said, she likes bouldering more and Top rope's safer. Do you worry a lot about Myra's safety? Well, I fucked up and broke her arm the last time we climbed. I wasn't careful. Every climber knows the risks going in, I'm sure. It was completely my fault. I didn't protect her, and she got hurt. 
It's an interesting choice of words, Porter. Protecting. Do you feel that you need to protect Myra? Always. What are you protecting her from? You're gonna sit there and tell me you've never felt the need to protect someone you love? Oh, of course, but we try to protect our children. Most people would say they want to take care of a significant other. Take care of, protect, it's all the same. Do you feel you can no longer protect Myra? Is that why you haven't seen her? Yes. No, that's... It's part of it. What's the other part? I believe you love her, right? Yes. Do you want to see her? God, yes. She doesn't want to see you? I have no idea. Like I said, we haven't talked. Nothing. I just... The first night, when I was arrested, I was just thinking about her and hoping she was okay. And then I found out she was, and it was... I couldn't bring myself to say anything to her, even through someone else. Now, I fucked up, and I'm afraid she won't. What if she doesn't want to see me? You have to be prepared for that possibility. I wouldn't blame her. I've made so many wrong choices these past few months. What would I, what would I even say if I saw her? Maybe nothing. You can let her take the lead. Oh, there's no question she would. Well, you said she was a force. Yeah, definitely. She takes no one's shit. Well, then what are you trying to protect her from? The truth. Join us again in two weeks for another episode of Boom. This episode featured the voices of Garrett Delosier as Porter, Brad Oxnum as Dr. Bentham, and me, Michael R., as the narrator. Season 3 was recorded at New Mind Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, and Pod Studio 1 in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Production sound, Matthew L. Hankins. Producer, Amanda Lorraine. Sound design and mixing, Joshua Sui. Original music, Brian Irwin. Assistant director, Delilah Ferrer. Production assistant, Van Donnell. Social media guru, Ryan Allen. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, where to find us on social media, and ways to donate to the show, please visit boom.observerpictures.com. Thank you for listening, and please share this podcast with a friend. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? 
Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.